Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts, Amy Babinchak, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Are you still relying on a frustrating patchwork of legacy solutions? Modernize your cybersecurity and data protection with a Cronus CyberProtect Cloud. It's a single solution that combines backup, anti-malware, and endpoint protection management. As an MSP, you can easily improve clients' security posture, eliminate complexity, and generate more recurring revenue. Learn more about Acronis CyberProtect Cloud at acronis.com. Right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is James Kernan from Kernan Consulting with the SMB Community Podcast. So I'm excited today to interview a good friend of mine and business acquaintance. We did a, a project together. Her name is Kate Frank. Now listen to this name, Kate Writes Right. That's the, the business name and the website's authorityredefined.com. Hey, Kate, welcome to the program. Hi, James, it's good to see you again. Yeah, good to see you. Thanks for being with us today. So um, you and I have a little history together. We worked on a project, um, but before we kind of jump into that, I, I want tell tell the audience a little bit more uh, about, tell us about what your business is today and, and, um, and what you do. Okay, well, I'll start with explaining a little bit of the Kate Wright's right. That's what I used when I was doing primarily copywriting. And that's what I've gotten a lot of training in yep. because my natural gift is in marketing. So that's what I started my writing career with. Right. But I started noticing how poorly most nonfiction books are written, especially the really intelligent ones, you know, like your your coaching clients. All of them are extremely intelligent, but you know, mm -hmm. I help their content when I stepped in. Exactly. <laughs> you, you certainly have a gift of taking what's going on in intelligent people's heads and putting it in black and white in a, in a readable format. That's uh, you know, I try to, you know, it can't always happen, but I try to make it readable by an eighth grader. Yep. And that sounds like you're talking down to people, but that's not really true. I have a lot of PhD friends and they probably appreciate the way I write more than average because they know that smart people think at the college level. So therefore they write at the college level. And if you write at the elementary school level, you can understand it a lot better. Yeah, and I, I think you're spot on with that. That's exactly what we teach in selling to CEOs. You know, as you know, I do a lot of professional sales training mm -hmm. and train people to become better salespeople, but that's exactly the point. You know, take the tech out of the sales pitch and make it a business conversation and we need to bring it down uh, mm -hmm. to a level where everybody can understand it. And yeah, a lot of people say, well, CEOs are not, they don't need to be talked to at an eighth grade level. But the reality of the world we live in right now is we're busy. We read a lot. We have a lot of conversations. 
And the really highest level CEOs do more reading than anybody. So right. therefore, they're very, you know, if they can get through it quick and get what you've got to say to them quickly, they really appreciate it. If they've got to take the time to comprehend it because it's written and at the level of the writer, it becomes a problem. Right, exactly. And just to be clear for everybody, so we catch you all up. Obviously, Kate and her, her organization, they do writing services, uh, uh, book coaching, and ghostwriting. And that was a, a project we'll talk about here in just a little bit that uh, Kate uh, graciously accepted and, and did some wonderful work for us in the mastermind community. So again, I just, I love the name Kate Writes Right. I mean, try to say that 10 times as fast as you can. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. So Kate, tell us a little bit about your history. What got you involved in writing? Why are you passionate about that? Well, writing or comprehending what people want to communicate in writing is something I've done as a gift since I was in elementary school myself. But I was born in 1950. Back in those days, they didn't ask you, what do you have a natural ability to do for a career? It's where can you get a job that pays well and that you can stay with for a long time? I failed at all of those. You know? yeah. So before I got into writing as a profession, I was a very successful top producing real estate agent. And I could go into a lot of history there, but just know that most of your really successful real estate agents didn't make their money initially from selling real estate. You know, they either had the money, they had a spouse that or whatever that it's very, very hard to go from no money to making money. And I had achieved that. I was very happy about it, had a house and all of that. But in 2008, all of that crumbled. So after 2008, I had to really look at what I wanted to do. And I was pretty sure. dis disheartened by real estate anyway. Uh, my theory is that if the public can't tell the difference between somebody with 30 years experience and somebody 30 years old, right. then it's really tough place to be. And I'm good at marketing. Um, so in the first quarter of 2011, I referred out a, more than a million dollars worth of business and started working for $15 an hour online. Wow. Um, I took what I did there, created a portfolio, started um, uh, getting better paying jobs, got out of the online community and started noticing how many nonfiction books are not written for, like we talked about before, the eighth grade level. They're, they're high college level if they're really intelligent books. Right. Um, most tech books are yep. written for other techies right. <laughs> right. or to impress other techies. <laughs> um, and I saw my ability. Yeah. And, and let me give you a compliment. You said something I think is really important. I jotted a couple things down here. Number one, because of your successful marketing background in real estate, mm -hmm. I think that makes you an, a great writer. And, and because it's kind of writing with a purpose um, and it's not just 
comprehending what people want to say, which I think is incredibly important, but it's, it's marketing minded. So uh, to me, that gives it more of a, of a strategic purpose of what you're trying to communicate. So um, anyway, take that as a compliment because Thank we you. heard it. Yeah, I think that's something, something powerful and unique. So Kate, what does a normal client look like for you? I know you've written some collaborative uh, effort books like you did for us and, and also for some single contributing authors. What does a normal project look like for you? Well, just an awful lot of people that do ghostwriting, what you'll see in their portfolio is they will talk about the books that they had their own byline in. Um, And just for grins, know that I've been in six collaborative books with my own name in them. So, you know, I've done that, but I don't give much credit to that because there's a difference in the talent and ability you have to write your own book and the talent and ability you need to write for others. It's a very, very different thing. Um, So I'm not sure I'm answering your question, James. I just kind of went off on a tangent. (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. It's, um, you know, to me, I just, I want the readers to understand, um, you know, really like what you do. So I thought, I thought your approach was really unique when you worked with us that again, there were, there were 12 of us. So a collaborative effort. So you, you can either do, you know, writing services and ghost writing for an individual or for a group. But what I thought, what I liked that you did was when you engaged with us, you know, you had a comprehensive understanding of the outcome, what we wanted. And then you set up a, an, a one-on-one interview with every contributing author and you recorded it. And you let them verbally tell their story. And then uh, obviously each person wrote an outline, but you also took them retelling that whole story and you wordsmithed that personal interview. And in some some cases that was just true ghostwriting, right? Where Mm -hmm. you used that interview to help help them uh, tell their story, right? And some of them that were completely written out needed at least as much work yeah. because they were written like a term paper or they were written like a um, something that's written for their own industry, starting from an understanding that, that most people don't have. What is common with all the people that I work with is they have a passion. Sure. Along with their knowledge. And that's one thing I saw with the authors that I worked with on your project is most of them started with technology back when they were before high school. Yeah. So therefore, it clearly was a passion because we only get into our heads about thinking about what we want to do when we're truly adults. When we're children, we follow that passion. We follow that gift from God. And all of my authors, whether they're in technology, marketing, or they have a platform of things like I'm probably going to do a book for a guy that wants to teach people how to really connect and impact their grandchildren. That's big. That's That's big. big. And, you know, I have another author that 
maybe we'll do it, but she's, she goes way beyond women, uh, men are from Venus and no men are from Mars and women are from Venus. She has an understanding of the dynamics between men and women that, well, she's written more than 400 pages. And like I told her, it's got to be less than 150. So I have a gift for being able to listen people talk. The Okay, I'm going to back up. The one for about grandchildren, I'm going to be able to do it the best way. I get the best books when people that are extremely intelligent just talk to me because that way I can ask questions. I can dig deeper. I can ask for stories because your books are better if they have stories in them. Exactly. So those are the best books is when they don't write. And I'm sorry if that sounds insulting, but something happens when very intelligent people sit down at a keyboard they become university students writing for their college professor. Right. And that not only wastes a lot of time, but it also misses the point. Uh, what, what I look for is somebody that can just tap into that passion, tap into that knowledge that they have because they're passionate about it and tell me about it. Let me ask questions and all of those things from transcriptions. I can write it better than you could ever do. Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. That one book, uh, I'm almost going to call it a legacy book um, that he's writing it for his grandchildren. It's funny. You just reminded me I've been, I've been in coaching and consulting for 15 years. And to me, I think it's no better way to become an authority in your industry than to write a book. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, that was on my to-do list, right, you know, 15 years ago. And, and <laughs> since then, I've been involved in, in three, three books. But one of the books I wrote um, more recently was a book I actually wrote for my children. Mm-hmm. And it was real simple. You know, I jokingly call it bathroom reading, but mm-hmm. it was called Business Tips. And I mm-hmm. wanted, you know, one day I'm not going to be here. And mm-hmm. I wanted to share some of my wisdom with them. And it was just a series of quotes that I thought were very applicable will help you become more successful in business. A lot of it's common sense, right? So it was called business tips. And I wrote that book and I actually, I, I self published it and it was a Christmas gift to my two boys, but I thought it was so good. I ended up opening it up and it's available on Amazon now, but I love projects like that. Mm -hmm. So, well, You know, I have this quote that I picked up from somewhere. And of course, because my memory is not the best, I'm paraphrasing. But when someone dies and they haven't shared what they have learned while they were here on earth, Mm -hmm. an entire library is lost. So you owe it to the human race to put things out there that are important to you because I don't care who you are. You can tell me that your story isn't worth a book and I'm going to always disagree. Yeah, no, I I think that's well said. I mean, you you did an amazing job uh, for us, a successful job with, with the collaboration project. Um, And for those of you that haven't seen this yet, uh, we wrote a book with Kate's help that was called tech up or lose out. 
It was a collaborative effort of 11 of the brightest technology minds that I've worked with in my 15 year uh, coaching career in North America. Uh, and I was the 12th contributing author, but there were basically 12 of us that worked with Kate. She helped us tell our story. Uh, we launched the book October 15th and immediately we became a number an Amazon number one bestseller in, in Kate. I don't know if you knew this, but three categories. Wow. So it was pretty, pretty exciting. Uh, so you did an amazing job with us there. And then I think, you know, this, I'd sent over one of the outlines already, but we're also talking to the mastermind community about doing a, a, a second book project this year in 2021. Mm -hmm. So that's coming your way. And then that professional selling uh, book that I've been working on, I think I sent you the outline. We got to connect on that as well. So we got more. I haven't seen the outline for the second collaborative book. But okay. one thing that I didn't hear you say that may be important for people to understand, every single contributor to this book had a very specific aspect of technology to cover. So yeah. therefore, it started from what somebody that, may not even have technology in their business yet, what they need to know all the way through the latest and most complicated software programs and how to use them. It, I learned a lot and I, I take a lot of pride in doing so well with that book because it seems like the more intelligent and expert my clients are, mm -hmm. the more likely I can do them a good job. Okay. Well, couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't agree with you more. Now, we kind of already answered this question for the audience, but one of the tougher questions I always like asking is, you know, how are you different uh, than your competitors? And, and maybe it's your approach or maybe it's you and your skill sets. Now, we've already given you several great compliments about your, your marketing-minded writing skills and then your ability, your God's gift of being able to really uh, you know, you said something earlier, you said people can write or they can, you know, or, or, or I can comprehend what you want to say. Okay. Th th those are two completely different things. Absolutely. And I think, I think your gift is you comprehend what people want to say and you write that. So those are two huge things, but is there anything else you want to share that maybe makes your approach a little different? Well, I don't know how meaningful this will be to your audience. Hopefully it is, but it hit me the difference in what I do when I was watching Nova lately. Okay. Um, if you watch the old Nova shows, they always had an actor that had a script that was narrating the Nova program. And those were very successful. But today, instead, they had people like David Koch and Neil Tyler DeGrasse, whatever his name is, that, uh, uh, you know, highly people that are there to investigate deeper. So most ghostwriters are like the early Novas. They're like actors, they, they, they write. What I am is I'm an investigative ghostwriter. You know, when you look at the way David Koch explains science, 
you know so much more when he's finished than you ever did with the early novas yeah. and that's that's what so, i do yeah and i think i think how you obtain that is what you said earlier your your interview style and you asking lots of questions so you understand and you can you know share that story with uh, with the audience right absolutely so yeah and and again for anybody that's even remotely thinking of taking on that daunting impossible task of writing your first book i'd highly 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 recommend use someone like kate that's talented and and again i don't know if you quite heard her but you could even you don't even have to write an outline you could actually just do an interview over a video meeting or a telephone call she records it asks lots of questions and we'll write your story that way. I mean, that's amazing to me. <laughs> I've worked with people that that only knew that they needed to write a book because they were listening to that inner voice. And I highly uh, appreciate people hearing that voice. Sure. And because they had no outline, they had no idea what they wanted to do, I had to use a specialized software that's called Scrivener. And with Scrivener, what I can do is I can take that one hour interview that we had and put it under an index card, a virtual index card, and then do the same thing for every time we talk. And I'm able to move those index cards virtually to create the book after we know what the book's going to be about. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's unique for sure. Um, and, a lot of people, you know, what I would love to see the people that I've already know in your sphere to do is I believe every one of them has a interesting personal story. Mm -hmm. If they go to do their own book, I would love to do it, first of all, but also what a tech person is not likely to know that I know very, very well is the more personal, authentic, transparent you are, the more you will engage your audience the more your customers are going to appreciate who you are. If they know that you, that your parent, that you're a first generation American in your, in your family, or if they know that, you know, you didn't have a whole lot of money when you were young and you were able to build your company from there, whatever your backstory is, yeah. weaving that in along with the personal stories of what has happened with your customers and clients, that's what makes your book great. Yep, exactly, exactly. Well, Kate, it was so wonderful to have you on the program. Before we leave, I want to make sure people know how to get a hold of you. So could you share your contact information or, or how folks can uh, communicate with you? Absolutely. Uh, my primary website now is Authority Redefined. And the best way to remember that is being a book author is, some, is done by people that are already authorities. Yes. But when they have a book, it's totally redefined. Right. So authorityredefined.com. Now, to email me, it's just kate at authorityredefined.com. Okay. Um, and I do almost everything virtually. When they're on that website, 
they will have the opportunity to download a book free called How to Be a Rich Author. So take advantage of that if you go to that website, um, whether you're interested in doing something with me now or not. Okay, excellent. And we'll share your contact information as well on, on the podcast links. So we'll help get the word out for you. But Kate, thanks so much. What a wonderful opportunity it was for us to, to reconnect and uh, have you on the program today. And so you um, uh, will be in touch. Thanks again. Thank you. I love the opportunity. All right. Take care now. You bet. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.